Hey, it's Lori from Hike. So first of all, I want to say thank you to new patron this month, Ian. Thanks, Ian, for deciding to support the show. So this week's conversation is with Jessica Chenard. Jessica is an author of a book called Her Hike. We talk about that in the show and also founder of a hiking group called Her Hike Collective. In our conversation, we talk about grief and how Jessica used hiking to heal from the tragic death of her brother and how hiking helped her feel closer to her brother and remember him. I know I have dealt with grief even more so in the last three years. And our conversation helped me put some perspective of how I use nature to help me heal as well. And I think all of you will be able to relate. So let's get into this conversation with Jessica. Hi, I'm here with Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's nice to meet you and to have you on. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you said you're in Virginia. So kind of give me an idea of, you know, your story with hiking and and uh, where you're at today. Yeah, I'm, I am in Virginia. I'm actually from Virginia Beach. So um, we're going to be talking about hiking today, but I did not grow up in the mountains. <laughs> Was, you know, 10 minutes from the beach my entire life. So um, I really realized in, when I was a young adult in my 20s that I loved the mountains and hiking and what it, what it could do for me just being out in nature um, after I lost my brother tragically and unexpectedly in 2011, I learned after that, that he loved camping and hiking. And so with grief and everything, I learned that from him and wanted to go out there and, and discover like what he loved about it in honor of him. Oh, that's, that's touching. That's really, um, I know grief uh, hits everyone in different ways and we all you know, um, I was listening to a conversation yesterday about you don't like get through or grief isn't something that you just, you know, you get through and then it's over with, you know, you carry your grief and you can carry it different ways. You can carry it lightly, you know, heavy, and it's, it's all of, of how you manage it. So, um, I think it's, it's very inspiring to think about when you can use grief, uh, as a way to connect with, you know, someone you lost. And I think nature is a perfect conduit for that. But, you know, when you started out, you said, we're going to talk about hiking, but I didn't grow up in the mountains, but I'm going to tell you that hiking can be anywhere. And it's, yes. <laughs> I think we focus, you know, depending on where you're at right now, but, you know, we focus a lot on, you know, hiking has to be, you know, a mountain trail or some, you know, summit or view or, or some, you know, national park or something, you know, really cool. But uh, I, some of my favorite walks and hikes are, you know, on the coast and by the ocean. I think it's very soothing. Yes. Yes. I have some very close friends of my mom who absolutely love the beach. And it's just as therapeutic at the beach with the sand between their toes as it is in the mountains for me. And you can be outdoorsy no matter where you are. And you know, if you're a through hiker or you're a day hiker <laughs> as well, I'm a big believer in that. And um, yeah, I think you can, you can be outdoorsy no matter the location. Yeah. Yeah. How did you kind of discover that piece of when you're grieving your brother that, oh, he was into camping, he was into, 
you know, the outdoors and it's something I want to, you know, also kind of see through, you know, what, you know, kind of in a way through his eyes, even though he was no longer with you. Yeah. I always knew that, um, he loved snowboarding in the winter and he would go up to the Virginia mountains and then a few times out West as well for snowboarding. So I knew he did love nature, but I learned from his friends after his passing that they actually did camping trips together and, and went out hiking. And then I found his camping gear tent and the pots and pans and and all that stuff. So I learned that afterwards and I don't know. I just wanted, wanted to go to a place that would make me feel close to him while I was still grieving the loss very much and had all this built up energy of grief, but nowhere to take it to nowhere to process it. And the mountains allowed me to do that. What was it like, uh, your first time out, um, I guess using some of his gear. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I originally started going with my, um, then the man I was dating, who is now my husband. <laughs> and once I got my confidence up, um, hiking with him, I started inviting other women to go on day hikes with me and our very first mountain hike. I actually planned it on my brother's birthday. So it was, I went full force, I guess, because I did a winter hike (laughs) in January, which in Virginia, that could either be a sunny 70 degree day or we could have snow and ice. Um, And luckily it turned out kind of in the middle. But I had, you know, my when I first started out, I had my hiking boots from Payless. (laughs) Um, Didn't know too much. All I knew is I wanted to pursue this and see where it could go and um, how it could also help other women that I just opened it up to the public and invited them. You said you went on a mountain hike. What was the trail that you guys did? We did a sharp top mountain in uh, Bedford, Virginia. So tell me a little bit about that hike. Um, Like I said, it was in winter. It was January 15th on my brother's birthday. And um, we drove up, we all carpooled from the Hampton Roads of Virginia for three, three and a half hour drive. And I think there are about eight of us to start. And I didn't tell anyone it was my brother's birthday, but um, Sharp Top Mountain is a shorter mileage hike. Um, I think it's about three miles up and down total, but it's straight up basically. <laughs> um, there's some switchbacks and everything, but the incline really, really gets you. And so we started off chatting and having a great time. And then, you know, as the incline gets harder, everyone gets more quiet because we're focusing on our breathing and mentally talking to ourselves in our head, like we can do this or what were we thinking? (laughs) Jessica, can you share a little bit uh, from your book about Sharp Top Mountain and and that trip you took? I have a few paragraphs. Is that okay? (laughs) Yes. This is when we're at the summit of the mountain. All the women have kind of joined in a circle. We're eating our snacks and and hanging out and talking about um, about the hike. And I had just told them that we were hiking on my brother's birthday. So this is how it starts. Needless to say, when they all share their reasons for hiking at the top of the mountain that day, the gravity of the moment overwhelmed me. I realized that my life was exactly where it was supposed to be. 
I was meant to press this gas pedal down to the floor. I was destined to give the love of hiking and adventure to others by inviting them to witness a mountain's power, to heal and empower them. Richard would have been proud to spend his birthday the way we did today. We all had our own reasons for lacing up our boots and setting out to accomplish something. And that's what made that day so extraordinarily beautiful. Everyone's individual re reasons for coming on the hike had brought us together, whether it was a decision to spend more time outside or a promise to the themselves to be more active. If you want to get yourself out of your comfort zone, but don't want to venture into the woods alone, if you've lost someone dear to you and are trying to figure out what your life will look like now, or if being out in nature with no cell phone service or Wi-Fi just feels good, then hiking is for you. A person's reasons for hiking are personal, and no matter how big or small those reasons may seem to anyone else, hiking was for those women who hiked Sharp Top Mountain with me that day. Hiking is for you, too. When I find myself at the summit, my demeanor softens, my shoulders relax, and I marvel in this 360-degree view as the wind swirls all around me. I know that I am here to hike for a significant reason. Thank you for sharing that. Now, again, I've got to ask you about getting her hike collective going, which all started with this hike. And so how did you get these other women involved? What was your outreach or how were you engaging women and, and what was your goal? At first, um, you know, I didn't have a idea of how I was going to do it. I just felt the need to and the desire to. Um, so I didn't have the hiking's group name. I didn't have like our mission statement or any of that process yet. I just posted it on social media, my personal social media, and said, you know, I want to create this space for women to go hiking with me. Also, one, I wanted to hike more, and I wanted the opportunity to, to go more often. But two, I had been hiking, like I said before, um, with my husband, and just learning how much it was helping me in my life. I wanted to open that up to any woman who, who wanted to join. So at first it was um, women who saw it on my social media. So a woman who was in my sorority years prior actually reconnected with me and went on the hike and I hadn't seen her in years. Um, I'm also a wedding photographer. So some women in the, the wedding industry who I had no idea liked to hike um, joined along with us. And um, some strangers, too, that I had never met saw it. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, you know, you're mentioning, yeah, like it just totally people that you wouldn't expect that, you know, maybe would go hiking with you. And, you know, I guess, you, you know, you were saying you were going before with your husband or to be mm -hmm. husband at that time. So how did you find, I guess, what was what's the difference, you know, kind of going with um, these women, because I think a lot of people um, do have, you know, a partner, and they may go a lot of, you know, spend a lot of their time doing those activities, but maybe aren't as, I guess, don't have as much visibility or opportunity into maybe exploring, you know, with, with other women, and kind of getting out in more of a sisterhood. So, Tell me a little bit about that difference and why it was important for you 
to to do that? I think hiking with women is very different. Um, we're all really in it together. And from the very beginning, without even explaining to them that this is how I wanted us to hike, we just naturally fell into a teamwork situation where um, as simple as something that you're walking up and you step on a loose rock, everyone tells you loose rock, or you help each other out around um, different obstacles and things like that. And once in my experience with our group, once women start hiking and they are physically moving their bodies and doing something to preoccupy them, they, their conversations start to open up into deeper conversations that you don't feel like you just met them 45 minutes ago at the trailhead, you know, in the parking lot, you really start to learn about them on a different level than you would if you just went out for coffee with them. Because you've stripped in, in hiking, you've stripped away all of the distractions. How did those conversations do? You, how do you feel like they helped you um, process your own grief that you said, you know, you were experiencing, especially kind of starting with that first hike? Well, I mentioned a woman who was in my sorority years ago that reconnected and um, she happened to find it and connect with me because her mother had recently passed away from cancer. And um, on that particular hike, she was hiking in her mom's hiking boots and, and grieving her, her own loss. And so of course we instantly connected and, you know, just shared the history of, of that together. Um, But it's not always has to be such such a hard hardship you're going through to get something out of hiking. Um, You know, none of us are immune to grief and to hardship. So I think we all do relate because that's what happens in in life, unfortunately. But just knowing through, through the hike together that you aren't alone. You have some of these same struggles that these women have, and you also can learn that you can triumph and overcome together as well. So did you find then you had, you know, people asking you, okay, when's our next hike? And and how did you, I guess, coalesce into doing, you know, kind of starting her hike collective and, and making something more formal out of it? Yeah. After, after that hike, I was, I was hooked to, to continue with, with the all women's group and, um, I, that year I did one almost every month and just sent out an email, sent out a social media post. And, um, as it grew, I got a little bit more, uh, routine and actually having like the email list created so I could email the same women that were signed up who wanted to receive the hiking announcements. Um, but that also kind of naturally just kept growing as, um, other women were experiencing these hikes with us. And so how many um, women are hiking with you today, like on average, when you guys are going out? The average hike is anywhere from five to 15. Mm-hmm. And we have a good amount of women in our group and, and everyone's welcome. Um, but obviously like the date I post in the location, uh, not everyone is available, available on those dates. Are you exploring just in Virginia? Like where are you guys, um, where are you guys exploring at? 
Currently, we've just been in Virginia. Um, we've done some more local hikes where where I am, so like Virginia Beach area, which is like First Landing State Park. Um, we've gone up to Richmond for Belle Isle, and then all along Shenandoah National Park and also the Blue Ridge Parkway in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And you know, never say never for more stuff out out west eventually, <laughs> uh, like in the Rocky Mountains, but definitely East Coast. Mm-hmm. Blue Ridge Mountains currently. <laughs> oh, those are all what you said was all beautiful areas, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So what um, what's your favorite? Like, do you have like a top three or, you know, that you really like to maybe go back to? Maybe you guys have gone back to over um, the course of, of hiking or just, you know, that you would recommend? Yeah, yeah. Um... I already talked about Sharp Top Mountain, but that is a hike I've done several times. And there's other trails in that area at that campground. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful picturesque summit that you can see 360 degree view. Um, So there's nothing else like that. And then also White Oak Canyon is a waterfall in the Shenandoah National Park that I absolutely love. Um, I've seen bears there. <laughs> I've seen all kinds of different butterflies. Um, you can swim at that waterfall at the, the right time of year. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that one. Um, Shenandoah National Park is just is really beautiful. And there's a lot of spots that um, are just so worth it in my eyes to go hike. Like, a few just Jones runs falls as well. And then Hazel falls, which my hiking group went to just two months ago, actually Hazel falls and has a cave there as well. Um, so that was a really cool experience to take women to, to be able to hike through a, a small cave in the winter too. So we got to see icicles coming down and things like that. So that one was really unique as well. I've only been to Shenandoah once, um, and that was in the wintertime. It was Well, it was, I think, maybe February or March, maybe end of February, a few years ago. And my um, the hike that I did, I, it was just a short little hike, but it was so much fun. It was um, Bear Fence Mountain and, oh, you know, the one. scramble. Because yeah. I love, I loved that. I loved, you know, just kind of maneuvering amongst the rocks and, Kind of that that's always a fun way to to experience a hike when you you're like a little bit you know challenged and yep. <laughs> and what a great view yeah so yeah bear bear friends mountain i i did with two other women in my hiking group um a couple years ago and we loved it and the rock scramble reminds me of this more famous hike in in virginia called old rag mountain heard of that one you've heard of it yes. yeah that's more eight miles <laughs> um but I was I was hiking bear fence. And I was like, I'm going to tell everyone to go hike this rock scramble just to get a little idea of what a, the rock scramble at Old Rag is going to be. Now, Old Rag's rock scramble is like four times the size or the length of that one. But it still kind of gives you an idea of how you need to maneuver around the rocks and you're going over them and <laughs> the wind you're going to feel when you're at the very top, things like that. So. Yeah. I think the other one I did was, um, is it Mary's peak is, is in that Shenandoah mm-hmm. too? Yeah. 
Yeah. So those were two, it was a fun, you know, little whirlwind of uh, exploring, but um, yeah. So beautiful place. And hopefully we'll get back there again someday. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to hike there and see. I've, I've been hiking in the Shenandoah for six years, six or seven years. And I, there's still a lot of trails that I have not done yet. So what um, inspired you to write? Because um, now I'd like to focus a little on understanding, you know, your writing process and, and putting out a book. Yeah. um, When my brother passed away, one of my best friends actually gave me a journal and said, here, write letters to him. You know, if you feel like it, you know, when you're having a hard day or anything, just write letters to him. So I did that for a while. And then I naturally just anything I'm going through, I want to write it, write it down. (laughs) And to just journaling is very therapeutic to me, write it out and kind of clear your head with it. So when we started hiking, any of the hikes that we went on and the conversations we had and just the feelings that it brought up or the connections I made with women. Um, I journaled about those, anything in my eyes that was kind of spiritual, me feeling close to my brother, Richard on the hike I journaled about. And so after a few years, I had a compilation of all these different hikes, all these different experiences. And I started kind of transferring them over to, um, my computer and putting them together. And I'm also, I think I mentioned a photographer. So I had a bunch of pictures of the hikes to kind of like take me back to, to that spot as I was journaling and diving deeper into trying to make it more of a story. And it naturally kind of fell all together and the calling and feeling of just wanting to turn it into a, a book um, never went away. And, and if I forgot about it for a while, I kind of feel like it nudged me along and, and pestered me to keep doing it. So I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to this feeling and this, this urge to do this and having no idea what it would turn into, or if I would ever hold a physical copy of a book in my hands, I just, just kept at it. So what's the name of the book? And, um, share a little bit about the format and what listeners can expect when they pick it up. Yeah. um, The book is called Her Hike. Um, My hiking group is called Her Hike Collective. And in thinking of the title, I had a few titles in mind, but then I was chatting with my husband and I was like, you know, this story is a compilation of, or a mixture of my story, my brother's story and women and along the hikes with me. And so, you know, it's my, my brother's story. It's my story and it's her story. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all women's story that I think they could relate to as they read the words. Um, so that's kind of why it's called her hike. So do you ever feel, I guess now that, um, because when did you start doing this? It started in what year? Um, my brother passed away in 2011 and I started hiking with women in 2016. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been good um, seven years, right? That he's been hiking um, with the yeah. other women. Um, as you've had time to reflect and think about, you know, that, you know, from tragedy, you actually started this. Um, do you ever feel like, you know, through this, you're getting that message or support from your brother, Richard, as kind of like, you know, yes, I wanted you to take this and and do this all along, you know, as, as time went by. Yeah. Um, all through the book, I have different signs. I've, I felt that he was there with me on hikes or in any hard times that I kind of came across. There was just signs you really couldn't explain otherwise that, it was him kind of nudging me along. And um, I, in particular, I found a bunch of his journals um, in our attic and that's written in the book as well, that whole experience. But I was very nervous in the things I was reading from his journals. If I was really supposed to do this, if I was to look through his things and essentially take some, of his privacy away and, and read his words and see if anything was meant for me to find. Um, and I struggled and had a hard time with it. And as I was searching to be like, you know, give me a sign if this is the right thing to do. Um, I opened up a page and a leaf that was shaped like a heart fell, fell out of the, the binder and, um, or the binding of the journal and after it moved down the the page a little, the heart the heart shaped leaf has stained the page that it was on for that it was on for so long. Um, and then there was the actual cover of the book has a mountain sketch written or drawn on it, and that is an actual sketch that my brother drew. And um, I found that in his journal. The same the same visit to look through all the journals and um, just other things on the trail too. I've, I've had like this teal and black butterfly that follows me around on different, different hikes. And that's kind of my sign for him as a certain experience I wrote, wrote in my book as well that I had with my dad after Richard passed away. And um, just a, a lot, a lot of signs that you cannot, ignore (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to read to us today yeah i'll read um a part and the chapter called rivers that i was specifically writing to my brother in this um and it's three paragraphs so that is why to me your life stands as tall as a mountain i believe that you continue to have your hands in all this dirt that the mountain is made of You take the dirt and shape it into a mountain for us to climb and overcome. You make your valleys become our lessons. Your weeds grow into evergreens. Your rain pours down and turns into growth for everything we touch. Our determination turns into sunlight. You turn your peaks into shared triumphs. You also turn our tears into waterfalls that run down into rivers, touching everything, starting from the highest mountain peaks and coursing all the way down into the valleys. Then, when we did not know what to do with our grief, you turned us into those rivers. Rivers with an abundance of water to nourish life. 
rivers that stem from one another and continue to spread out across the land to reach more life, dirt, wilderness, and people. Like rivers providing water to animals, we provide help to whoever needs it, shaping rocks into stepping stones for others when the river becomes too wide and swift. Richard, sometimes I want to scream at the top of a summit how much I hate that you are gone. It bottles itself in the pit of my stomach like water beginning to boil in a tea kettle. It slowly but then suddenly rises to the surface, and I want nothing more than to release it into the air. Fuming, boiling, and shaking, I want to howl a frenetic noise over the mountains and release the heartache permanently. But I know that it is in me for a reason, and screaming would only be a temporary release. Rather than the screeching of a tea kettle or a maddening howl in the wilderness, I long to be a continuous rhythm, a knowing and calming sound to the human ear, a river that steadily flows down to reach and nourish everything in its path, a calm stream, and then suddenly a waterfall. Very nice. Thank you. How can people find the book and how can people learn more about Her Hike Collective? Um, the book is available anywhere where books are sold. Um, it's obviously like Amazon, Target, things like that. Uh, we also have a local bookstore called Read Books VB in Virginia Beach that carries it, as well as the REI Virginia Beach store also. Um, Her Hike Collective, the All Women's Hiking Group, is just on Instagram at Her Hike Collective. And then all of that kind of lives on a website, which is my name, Jessica Chenard, which is C-H-E-N-A-R-D.com. Do you have any upcoming like book readings or events or? Um, I do. I have um, May 29th is a retreat actually locally in Virginia Beach with um, the bookstore I mentioned, Read Books, Phoebe. So it's kind of, it's a book event as well as camping and, and hiking locally together. So um, some people might be interested in that. And then Her Hike Collective actually has a um, hiking retreat in the mountains on June 23rd through the 25th. It's been very nice to spend time with you today and to learn more about your inspiration for hiking, your the way you've taken grief and uh, kind of put it out there into your own journey and, and even, you know, sharing it to help others, whether it's through your hikes or through documenting it all. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate you for allowing me to come chat with you and spend this hour together. Thanks again, Jessica, for coming on the show please check the show notes for links to all the hikes we talked about, to her website, and to some of the upcoming events that you can check out. There is lots more to come in season seven of Hike, so keep staying tuned for new episodes coming out on Tuesdays. And I would love to hear from you, so please drop me a line, hikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and sometimes Twitter. So until next time, see you on the trail.